This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenbeck Program. Boy, do we have an exciting show for you today. We are four days away from the fundamental transformation of the United States Yay. of America. Yay. Now, my question is, how can we spend four hours not thinking at all about what's coming on Tuesday and Wednesday? What would take us four hours into the future with no thinking? Two movies, Hacksaw Ridge and Doctor Strange. We begin there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat said, we only have to fill three hours. And I said, what are you talking about? The movies are about four hours. He said, oh, I thought we were going to talk about those two movies for three hours. <laughs> I'm totally, I am totally willing to do. <laughs> talk about the election. Anything. Oh, anything. Man. We do our coverage on Tuesday night. Yeah. Um... And the uh, starts at uh, seven Eastern, by the way. Yeah, the seven Blaze, Eastern on Blaze. The Blaze programming department didn't didn't really understand what we what we what we were willing to do. They were like, okay, well, we'll do these shows, and we'll we'll make sure that we have all the. And we're like, no, no we're gonna sit and just look and watch and cry. <laughs> Maybe and eat some food. Eat some food. Yeah, we'll talk. You know, occasionally if we're not in shell shock. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll talk. Oh, look, that new report just came in. <laughs> there it is. Fast hey. mac and cheese. <laughs> Another state has been called. Yeah. So we made we made uh, we made Jeffy uh, our color analysis, uh, and what he's going to do is going to take the colored chalk and chalk and, and color in color. red or blue. Yeah. And that'll be it. And I hope I can pull that off. I know it'll be hard. I don't for think you. you can. I don't know. You'll have to. It requires you to stand. Ooh. I was thinking about Jeffy the other day. Remember that? Remember that um, that woman who uh, didn't get out of the couch and the fabric grew into yeah. her skin. Yeah. Remember that? Or her skin show. grew into the fabric. Yeah. Taken out of her house by the fire department with a crane. They had to cut a. 
I think on this set, we may have to cut a whole section out of this set. At but one we, time in my life, I, I wanted to be craned out of my home, but that was a goal. Can I tell you something? I'm willing to live for that goal right now. I'm almost there. I'm just like, oh. I look at myself every day and I'm like, you are so fat. You're a Gila monster. You are just, I cyber bully myself. And, uh, and yet, I, then I look to television and look what's happening in the world. And I'm like, where's, where's that pillowcase full of the kids candy? <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at Gila monsters. They're really not that bad. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, they're not that Damn overweight. Google. <laughs> um, all right. So last night, Rafe and I went to see Doctor Strange. And I now we're big fans of uh, Cumber Cumberbatch. Whatever his name yes. is. Huge. As you can tell, huge fans. Yeah. Um, uh, and I asked Rafe at the end, what did you think? Rate this in the Marvel movies he said by far number one wow yeah. wow really yeah now i don't think so i think it was wow. really really good um uh, see this stupid movie no it's good it's it is really good it's different than anything else i've ever seen the special effects are absolutely amazing i saw it in 3d see it in 3d mm. um it, it, the special effects are amazing I don't like 3D. I, you know, I, I don't like wearing the glasses the whole movie. Do you, uh, when they can overcome that, that's that's when they're on something. Okay, all right. Well, what's his face? Says he, what's his face? Uh, that's uh, called real life. No, James Cameron said he's. They're working on it. Yeah, right. He's working on it. Yeah, they are. It's called a play. No. <laughs> no. It's like the person when they reached their arm out. It was actually coming oh, towards me. Yes, it was a stage. Uh, you know, talk to your big fan, uh, James Cameron, about this. <laughs> he loves he loves you so much. Loves me. Oh man! So yesterday, have you guys been in the new talk booth, the new the new the, you know the, the voiceover booth that we've built? Yeah. Um, have you been in it? Yeah, it's you can't just... fit in there. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I, like got, I got in and out. I didn't say I actually recorded something. Okay, yeah. So, so yesterday, I went in, and it, it has these these. It's a soundproof booth. And it has these triangles um, in it uh, on the walls. I don't know what the hell happened to me yesterday, but all of a sudden I had no depth perception. It was the weirdest thing. I'm sitting there and I'm reading the script and these walls are three-dimensional. The walls come out in little triangles, little points. So it absorbs the sound. And honestly, uh, it it was like a 3D movie. Those things were coming... And I couldn't, I didn't know how close they were. I kept reaching my hand out to touch them, and they, I, and they weren't there. It was the weirdest thing. I had like three, it was like that. I asked everybody, I know. Like, you got to come in this room. This is the weirdest thing ever. And they're like, it's not doing that. And I'm like, yes, it is. I'm wondering if anybody else can go through because it, it's it was weird. It was like a 3D movie. This is a pretty good movie review so far. Anyway, so uh, Cumberbunch is uh, is uh, is good. The only thing that I don't like about the movie is I'm afraid with his track record of sequels that we're not going to get a sequel for about ten years. Because I'm a fan of Sherlock. And I've been waiting for the next episode of Sherlock for, I don't know, 42 years now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he's going to ever get around to a sequel. Are they I don't actually, know the story. Did you know the story? Of Doctor Strange? Yeah. No. I, I've never heard the story. I really like it. 
I really like it. He's a, uh, a brain surgeon and a really accomplished brain surgeon um, and um, has the ego of brain surgeons. And, uh, and doesn't, he's in his, like, Lamborghini. He's as wealthy as they get, as big of an ego as you can get, and worth it. I mean, he has, he saves lives like crazy. Everybody else, at one point in the very, very beginning, somebody's been pronounced dead and they're going to harvest for organs. And he looks at the x-ray or the CAT scan and he's like, no, he's not dead. You're going to kill him. And he's like, no, it's, look, look at the CAT scan. He's right. He said, yes, look at the CAT scan. He shows something. And he said, he's alive. He's just completely paralyzed right now. And so he goes in and he pulls the bullet out of the guy's head. And, but he's so egotistical, he said, uh, and you see him with the family afterwards telling him that, you know, the guy's going to live and he's going to be okay. Uh, and he walks away and he says to Rachel McAdams, He's like, what am I doing? What am I? What am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm over here saving the life of you know some nobody who uh, got a little too drunk and and uh, swallowed a bullet, and so he doesn't. Lives don't matter to him at all, and he's driving his Lamborghini and uh, going way too fast in a rainstorm, kind of in a curvy mountain area, and. Um, uh, he's got a, another guy, another doctor on the phone, and he's like, okay, we have this case. Now, simple. Get some stooge to do that. We have this case. <laughs> That's beneath me. Get out with this case. Well, maybe that one's kind of interesting. His car, somebody swerves into his lane. He spins out of control, and he destroys his hands. And it shows, uh, the, the graphics or the, the special effects are amazing. It shows this car crash. From inside the car in a way I've never seen before. It's amazing. He wakes up and he has like 23 pins in his hands. And so he can no longer, he can't keep his hands steady anymore. Um, as all the nerve damage, he was uh, in the car and I think under the water for too long. And so he had nerve damage in his hands. Um, and so he's, he, he loses everything. He spends all of his money on like a hundred different operations trying to fix his hands Nothing works. He meets this guy who is paralyzed from the neck down and, um, and actually came to his office and said, help me. You got to help me. And uh, he looked at the guy's case and was like, no, get out of my office. And so completely dismissed him. The guy went overseas and found some, an Eastern medicine and finds the, what was it, the ancient one or something like that. And it's this bald woman um, uh, who is, you know, she looks to be about 50, but she's called the ancient one. And he says, my spirit healed my body. And she taught me how to connect with my spirit to heal my body. And uh, I knew you would be interested in that, Pat, because mm-hmm. both Pat and I believe in spiritual healing. If you can't, if the spirit is wounded the body will be wounded and you'll never heal the body spiritual wounding is a real deal and um and so she teaches him how to uh connect with the spirit and he at first he doesn't believe in god he doesn't believe in any of it any of it and all he wants to do is heal his hands by the end he realizes his true responsibility as a doctor was 
is not to heal his hands and be a star, but instead protect the entire universe from folding in on top of itself in darkness. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a, it's a journey uh, yeah. to get there. Yeah. Um, but it's the, the, I think it's great. It's surprisingly very funny. Very funny. Like laugh out loud funny at times. Um, and, uh, and just good, good action. Rafey thought it was the best Marvel he's seen. And there have been some pretty good ones. Yeah. The ne- the other movie I've seen already uh, is uh, Mel Gibson's Hacksaw Ridge. Also opens up. I'm taking Rafe to that tonight. Really? Yes. It does not strike me as a movie for. A I think it people. is. He's 12. Um, and the man is, The reason why it's rated R is because I believe it shows war as it really is. Um, I've never seen a war movie like this before. I mean, it makes it it makes um, saving the scenes and saving Private Ryan look like something that Donald Trump would like to grab. Um, it uh, it is. It, think about that for a second. Yeah, it's taking me a while, but I think yeah. I'm <laughs> um, it, it makes that movie look like that. Uh, this is, I think, you watch it, and the first oh, I don't know quarter is like a nicholas sparks movie honestly i sat in this movie did you see it with me ellen yeah am i right on that the first the first part of the movie you're watching it and you're like how is this rated r there is nothing offensive in this it is so nicholas sparks lovey-dovey it's it's kind of like um titanic where you're watching Titanic and you're like, okay, I get it. You're the king of the world. Sink the damn ship. <laughs> Remember feeling that way as a guy? Mm. It's kind of like that where your wife will come with you on this and she will love the beginning because it's a really good love story. But it's important to have that backstory so you know who he is and what drives him. And what drives him is he... Um, uh, goes out and uh, at probably eight years old, he's fighting, I think, with his brother, right? His brother. It's been a while since I've seen this movie. And so he's fighting with his brother and he almost kills his brother. He hits him real hard and almost kills him, stops him from breathing, I think. His father, who is this massive pacifist and I think a drunk, isn't he? Um, uh, scoops his son up and looks at his other son, the star, later the star of the show, and says, what have you done? Takes him in, you know, I think gives him mouse to mouth or whatever and, and brings him back. He sees what he's done to his brother and he sees his mom and dad over his brother's body and he runs to the hallway and he just stares at the wall. But on the wall are the Ten Commandments. This is like 19, you know, uh, 30 and when the he, 10 commandments meant something right when the 10 yeah. commandments were actually hanging on people's walls and he just is staring at thou shalt not kill and he's realizing i i, I killed my brother I, I or at least at this point he's thinking i killed my brother i've violated thou shalt not kill and it changes him now remember this is a true story and it changes him now his father is a pacifist because he was in world war one and his father drinks and every day goes to the cemetery and just sees all of his friends that were dead, all of his best friends. 
the war screwed him up like nobody's business. So now comes World War II. I'll tell you more here in just a second. Our sponsor this half hour is Say Anything. Before computers and smartphones were around, we used to actually do something called talk to each other. <laughs> I know. When? I know. Uh, strangely, like three years ago. Um, but it seems like now you ask somebody to give their, put their smartphone down or come to the table without uh, the Internet, and it is like, well, look at Stu. He's doing it right now. Mm-hmm. It is impossible to talk to people. Play Say Anything. Say Anything is a game where the family stops, everybody will join in, and the next thing you know, people are talking and they are laughing. Say Anything. Um, it's a fun game. Kids and adults actually put the smartphones away and play. We love it as a family. You will, too. During the holidays, try to play some games during the holidays. And I kill the person who brings out Monopoly. I kill them. Get Say Anything. It's on sale this week at Target for 50% off. That's $10. Say Anything. Grab it this weekend. 50% off this week only at Target. The name of the game, Say Anything. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. People are yelling at me for ruining movies. How am I ruining movies? Oh, you, typical you. I mean, when you do movie reviews, you just tell the whole plot. That's your movie review. Well, I mean, uh, all I told you was well. I mean, I, everything. As, as well, I didn't many, tell you how it ends. I don't tell you how it solves or anything. I'm telling. I'm, I mean, you can watch the trailer and see everything that I've just said. I, there were no spoilers in there. Well, I mean, I, uh, you did pretty much set up. Uh, tell me the entire plot of Doctor. St- I didn't tell you how it ends. I didn't tell you anything except. Oh, he has to go fight the darkness of the world and the universe. Well, you, a couple you, of you did is your trailer the first thirty minutes at of the least movie, though, probably minutes. right at least right. I mean, With the hands I mean, and the surgery and what happens. The po- to you him. watch the trailer. I didn't know any of that. I didn't it's know any of that. You know the trailer. I didn't know that from the. Right. Did you know that the no. hands? No, I didn't know. Any. In fact, I didn't know. I looked. At, I'm sorry. I, I I went and I looked up on Wikipedia before we went. I said to Rafi, I said, "Do you know anything at all about Doctor Strange?" Mm-hmm. And so we looked up. Doc, the, the story of Doctor Strange and found out that he was a neurosurgeon and he destroyed yes, I knew his that. hands and okay 
Yeah, this is didn't know they destroyed the hands. Anyway, hold on. I'm looking at this real quick. I'm on the uh, uh, oh, Wikipedia. They all the plot lines they say contain spoilers. <laughs> Weird. That's what that's what Wikipedia says. <laughs> oh my gosh! Look what's up on the screen. What's up on the screen? Oh, and it says spoiler alert on TV. But the poor, <laughs> poor radio audience is like, oh wow. Well, all right, all right. I all saved right. myself for. So do you not want to hear about Hacksaw Ridge and what? I mean, I'm not going to tell well, you how it ends. I do. Yeah, I, I yeah, mean, okay, so spoiler alert. It's a war movie. Oh, my gosh. And there's a hero in it, and he saves people. Here's the thing. He is, this is a, this is a true story uh, about a guy, I think, from North or South Carolina. I can't remember. We should, we should actually do a, a special on his story. It's amazing. Um, you will see in the first two minutes, you will see more people burned to death than you saw in Backdraft and Towering Inferno and every, every fire movie you've ever seen, the first two minutes opens up with war, and you are, I mean, it's stunning. How is it we've never heard of this guy's story? I have no it's incredible? idea. It's incredible. I, I, to think that this is a true story of a, of a conscientious objector who, That's why. who saved so many people and got the Congressional Medal of Honor, had no gun, I... I I can't and was we don't know this and, guy's and name. And was despised before he got there. It's unbelievable. His troops, when, when you see the whole story. We do know that from the trailer. Yeah, his troops, they beat him. They yeah. called him coward everything. And, you know, they're wet in their pants, and he's the opposite. And it's all about God. It is all his faith in God. It when it, tell you, it's the best faith movie I have seen since you know Cecil B. DeMille stuff. It is great. Mm. It is great. But I was talking to Mel Gibson. Is it better than Noah? <laughs> no, <laughs> you a, can't get better. It's a pretty powerful. Yeah, well, a ro- I don't want to spoil it, but the Rock people do end World War II. Um, <clears throat> oh shoot. Um, the uh, uh, I, I will tell you, Mel Gibson. I talked to him about the war scenes and and asked him uh you know how are people how do you think people with ptsd are going to deal with this because it's serious war um and he said um that it's actually they brought it to like the va and they've screened it and they he said it actually has helped some people um but he won't show it to his father who actually served in the pacific and he says still has nightmares when you see this movie and what it was really like yeah i, I understand why you have nightmares on the glenn beck program Mercury. We have a quiz. We have a quiz on glenbeck.com today. Which skeletons are in whose closet? This is this is a great quiz and I I would like to take it with the boys and see how many can get them. Who publicly admired 
Margaret Sanger for her courage, tenacity, and vision. Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, or Bill Clinton? Hillary. Bing, 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 bing. Who embraced the birth of a nation? Pro-segregation film that glorified the Ku Klux Klan, promoted racist stereotypes of African Americans. Was it Taft, Harding, Woodrow Wilson? Okay. Woodrow Wilson. Which first lady persuaded her husband to allow her to oversee the construction of a model city to demonstrate the progressive way of life? Eleanor Roosevelt, Lou uh, Lou Henry Hoover, Bess Truman, Jacqueline Kennedy. Say Eleanor. Anybody else? I'll give you a bonus points if you know the name of the city or have ever heard of the city. Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> no. This was a city that Dubuque. was built. Dubuque, Iowa. This was a city that was built by progressives. Detroit. That was built from scratch. They picked a place on the map that had no city, and they said, we are going to design the perfect city. Who's right? That's right. <laughs> it was, it was um, uh, Arthur Dale. Never the heard city of it. was Arthur Dale. You know why you never heard of it? <clears throat> Probably didn't last long. <laughs> it was to respond to the plight of West Virginia coal miners, uh, and this uh, person uh, persuaded her husband to make uh, make construction of this new city a federal priority. Arthurdale was designed to be a city of the future, a city in which all of its inhabitants would show wisdom and value of the progressive way of life. The first houses that were sent to West Virginia had come from Cape Cod. Unfortunately, People in Cape Cod don't understand mountain winters, <laughs> and so they didn't have uh, they didn't have the right insulation. Uh, they also didn't fit the existing foundations uh, of what the what the construction workers had put down for foundation. The houses come in and didn't fit the foundation. Fixing the error, along with a lot of the amenities that this person had insisted on, made the homes. In the perfect progressive government way, 300% more expensive than the average home in America at the time. Who was it? I'm sticking with Eleanor Roosevelt. One of the other choices? S. Truman, Jacqueline, Hoover, or Roosevelt? Cape Cod, right? So probably Jacqueline. We never heard about it. Best Truman. Yeah. I'm a big on Best Truman. Good for you, Pat. Sticking to it. <laughs> so, so you dragged that out for nine minutes when he guessed it in the, the I first one. Yeah, I want to know. I wanted you guys to be wrong. Thank you. <laughs> uh, which president argued that Americans are not bound to adhere to the doctrines held by the signers of the Declaration of Independence? Kennedy, Franklin Roosevelt, Grover Cleveland, or Woodrow Wilson? Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow. You're only saying that because... I I play on on Wonderful World of Stew. I've used that quote before. That's right. right. (laughs) Which president used his wife as a financial vessel? That's a quote. Purchasing businesses and stock in her name while then working with Congress to increase their value. John F. Kennedy, Richard Nixon, Lyndon B. Johnson, or Dwight Eisenhower? What's the list again? Ooh. The person I was expecting wasn't on that list. I know. Kennedy, Nixon, Johnson, Eisenhower. Probably Johnson. Wow. They ended up with what would be described today as a telecommunications um, uh, empire. 
Johnson, right? That would be my yeah. guess, too. Johnson. It'll be Jay. Uh, they gobbled up all of the radio and television stations. Yeah. And they this lady did that. had a lot of wealth. Yep. Yep. So. <clears throat> uh, who is responsible for adding poison to alcohol that was distributed to the speakeasies in back, our, uh, back alley bars during Prohibition to poison a minimum of 10,000 Americans. It is one of the most incredible stories of all time. Sure it is. Nobody knows it. it. Yeah. I know. We've, we've featured it a few times. I, I, I don't know that that story has really penetrated. Wayne Wheeler is the answer to that one. Proposed a plan that would help ensure that the governments could identify and treat those citizens who still vi- violated their hard-won temperance law. It was simple. They would add poison wood alcohol to bottles of whiskey and then make sure those tainted bottles made their way into speakeasies and back alley bars that had popped up across the country. When people broke the law by consuming the whiskey, they would get extremely sick or even die, enabling the government to identify the lawbreakers and discover exactly where the alcohol was being distributed. That's insane. <laughs> no, it's crazy. That is unbelievable. Which president Up launched... to 50,000 people, by the way. I know. Up to... It, it might not have been just 10,000. We, yeah. we can only verify 10. We can only verify 10. Every but, report says between 10 and 50,000 right. people died. Which president launched his political career, career with a fundraiser held by a known domestic terrorist who coordinated bombings <laughs> of federal buildings? Uh, we know that one. Barack Obama. Yeah. Who was the nor- notorious philanderer and competitive womanizer? Jeffy. Cla- Wait, you had to be president. Oh. Uh, claiming he had more women by accident than Ken- that Kennedy ever had on purpose. Was it LBJ. Bill Clinton, LBJ, Ford, Barack Obama, Donald Trump? LBJ. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, Donald Trump is, uh, first know. of all, he, was not, he is not president yet. Uh, but, yeah. uh, I mean, that certainly sounds like a Donald Trump quote for sure. It's LBJ. I'm going to stick to it. LBJ, good. Uh, Which Republican president asserted private wealth is only allowable to the extent that it benefits the greater good? Theodore Roosevelt. Theodore Roosevelt. William Taft, Calvin Coolidge. I like how Pat's the guy who thinks he's cool by saying it before. Shouting it out before it's done. I know. He's so cool. Thinks? Yes, you're right. Yes. (laughs) Which president used unprecedented executive power to close radio stations, ignore tariffs, close close financial exchanges, and alter labor regulations? What was was your guess? I'm sorry. Detroit. (laughs) Was it Truman, Eisenhower, Roosevelt, or Nixon? What's the question again? Which one used their executive power to close radio stations, ignore tariffs, close financial exchanges, and alter labor regulations by himself? Executive power, Truman, Eisenhower, Roosevelt, or Nixon? Hugo Chavez. Because <laughs> that is it's what... Theodore Roosevelt. I believe I got 100% on that. I think you did. That is the hardest... That's the hardest presidential quiz ever. Well, I mean... A lot of it we have talked yes, about in the air is the only reason I got probably any of them. I well, mean. there's a, something deeper, and this is why I just gave it to you guys. Um, all of the answers are found in the new book, Liars. Mm. So all of you guys who said, except for Pat, who said, I read the book, are clearly liars. liars. Good thing is, because I'm a man of principle, I've never told you I read the book. <laughs> I don't believe I've ever said I read that thing either. <laughs> that thing. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, g- g- grab that and That's spread great. that to your friends. That is that is the toughest presidential quiz 
I think I've ever, uh, and, and by the way, when you take it, Afterwards, um, it you know it show it gives you all of the answers, but it also tells you each story. Uh, so you actually, it's not just the answer; it tells you the story. Because Arthur Dale, I mean, nobody's ever heard of Arthur Dale, and mm-hmm. if that's not a story that everyone should know, I mean, that's that's incredible. That's a, that's a great story, and the good thing about a quiz like that too is you know there's obviously the fun of, of a quiz uh, to see if you can get any of them right, but being able to tell people. Those stories of what progressive government actually does when they have power is important. Yeah, the two, the two that I mean, people think that oh well, well you know they're never going to censor anybody. No, no, no. FDR closed radio stations. Yeah, they've already done it. Yeah, I mean we we've already done all those things yeah. that we always say can never happen. Oh, they'll Incurred never heard people. Stop it! Stop it! They're never going to scoop yeah. people up and put already, them in a concentration already done. camp twice. twice. Two presidents did that. Yeah, two. But there's two stories in there. You mentioned Arthur Dale. Nobody knows that story. And the other one is the alcohol poisoning thing. Nobody knows those. And that one is, again, that one goes to progressives again. The reason why Wheeler did that is because, and it's, I just gave it to you. It's in that uh, summary, but it's even better in the book. They hard-fought prohibition. This is where we are now with Obamacare. What happened? Obamacare they get it through. It was hard fought. They've tried for 100 years. Prohibition, they had tried for 20 years. They couldn't get it through. They couldn't get it through. Once they got it through, they were not letting it they go. talked about it, though, for about 40 or 50 I was going to say, it took that. longer than they, Yeah, it yeah. took longer than that. Uh, so they, they did everything they could to get it in. They were not going to let it fail. They were going to find a way to force people to do it. That's the argument that we're going to be having coming soon is they're going to take Obamacare, which was designed to fail, to force us into one universal health uh, care thing. Uh, And and they're going to to do the same kind of thing. Now, I I don't assume that they're going to poison people, but progressives cannot recognize their mistake. They just keep upping the ante. It's why it was so disturbing when we heard... What's his name that worked at the White House that said, we all basically agree with Marx that, uh, what was it, uh, that uh, uh, power comes from the barrel of a gun? Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, what was his right name? Now. He was our czar. He was our. He was the manufacturer. Manufacturing czar. czar. Yeah, Ron Bloom. Is that, that him? I'm not sure. I hate to as- ascribe uh, a <laughs> sentence like that to somebody they all have one of those sentences they really do <laughs> and we forget all of that yeah. they they believe that stuff mm-hmm. and uh th- it's only going to get worse the more trouble we get into so you can take that quiz is, uh, is Lori's on the front page of glenbeck.com yes. front page of glenbeck.com and share it with a um, share it with a friend it has nothing to do with donald trump or hillary clinton although you could make the case to your friends that it is about one, both, or either. Um, check it out, glenbeck.com. Now this. You lock your doors just in case. You have homeowner's insurance just in case. How about a home security system just in case? Simply Safe is the home security system that I recommend because it gives you the protection that you need. It can save you up to 20% on your homeowner's insurance. You want to talk about paying this thing off quickly. Save 20% on your homeowner's insurance. You pay this thing off that fast. And if you want the 24-7 monitoring and not just the alarm system, 
but you want it to alert police. Um, you, you want it to do, you know, if the fire alarm goes off, that it alerts the fire department. That's only $14.95 a month. You pay that by going out on a date night at a movie. Easy. This is protecting your home and saving you money on your home insurance. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Simplysafebeck.com. There are no wires. It's all wireless. There are no strings. There's no contract. Simplysafebeck.com. Go there now. You'll receive free shipping on your order and a free keychain remote worth 25 bucks. It's simplysafe.com. That's simplysafe.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. I did an interview. I don't know if it airs this weekend. I did an interview with uh, NPR uh, this uh, yesterday, and it was the worst, most unfair interview I have done in my career. Oh, wow. That's, that's saying a lot. In my career. That's, that's that a is saying a lot. You've done I, a lot of crappy wow. interviews. Oh, my God. I've yeah. done Katie Couric. Yeah, she was. Uh, who absolutely I, lied to my face right before. Of course she did. Um, I mean, just, I've been, so, I've done some bad interviews with some really bad people. If, I wish I would have known this in advance. This guy was a journalism professor. Oh, okay. And so. No wonder. Yeah, he wanted to get even. And if I would have known that, I would have said, I, I would have said to get him. Get even for what? Because he disagrees with me. He thinks I'm a bad guy. A professor. And, and so and he just, all he wanted to do. seen us, seen you on, on little clips on yeah, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's all. I mean. Two minutes. He went in, he went in, he started with, you said you hated all 9-11 victims. Oh, said, good. And I said, not true. First of all, that's 10 years old. I said, that's Secondly, not true. it's not true. It's not true. And he said, uh, uh, yes, it is. And I said, no, it's not. It was done. I said that at a fundraiser where I was trying to raise a million dollars for the victims of Katrina. I said I was on remote. I remember where I said it and what I said. And I said they were, at that time, we were getting calls and people were talking about the guys who were shooting at the helicopters who were trying to save them. And we were being told all the time, I don't want to do anything to help these. These are all scumbags. And I said, no, they're not. There are those who are stealing televisions. There are those that are shooting at the helicopters. But that's not the average person. Those are the dirtbags. And I said, um, uh, it's like the 9-11 victims. And I'll probably be the only guy that will ever say this. But out of 3,000 people, there are like 10 of them that drive me nuts on television. And I said, really horribly, I said, I hate those people. I watch them and I'm like, oh, I hate those people. I'm not going to give you any more money. Okay, and he said, uh, he said, I hate to take you down into a time tunnel, but here it is. And he played it. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I said. But you're taking it out of context. I'm saying don't close your heart. You can't 10 people, ten people. That's where he started. And he went on. And this is where he ended. And I'll bet you this interview. Please tell me he got in. 
You once called Barack Obama a racist. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course he did. Of course. That's, that's one of, of the greatest he hits. I, yeah, that's, 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 greatest that that's, that's on everybody's hit parade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, so I stay as calm as I possibly can. I'm trying to be Gandhi. I'm trying to be a better man. I don't strike back. Uh, and he ends it with this. He's, he said, well, I ended the interview, so I don't know if this was his last question. But he said, uh, one question was, so where have you been? Since you said that on Megyn Kelly two years ago, where have you, what have you been doing? And I said, well, I've been, I've raised $11 million to help. My audience has helped uh, save people in the Middle East. We've done a large peace thing. You would not believe his last question. And I guarantee if you hear it on NPR this morning, he's going to leave one part of his question out that you will never hear. The most unprofessional thing I've ever experienced. We'll tell you about it next. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.